0: I'm going to go from being a hipster to being a hippie on Wednesday night. And by the way, you guys, please come out tomorrow night. We're, we're going to be talking about prayer. It's from the book Spiritual Disciplines. But really, each each Monday, trying to bring have it unique. And tomorrow night, we've got a, a few different little videos we're going to watch just to encourage us in prayer and praying for each other. That's tomorrow night at 630. Also, at 1030, right after the service here, uh, the Tiny Heartbeat Ministries. anyone in here from them? They're going to be going out, and, and it, the, these are young people that are being trained to go and, and uh, educate people on abortion. And they do that by going to ca- college campuses. Uh, they go to other places where they're where actually doing abortions. They stand out there. They have uh, it, It's a pretty frontline ministry of these young people being equipped. It's incredible. So at 1030, out by our mission board today, Bob, Pastor Bob, Bobby will be out there with them just to pray for them, send them off, and then they'll be back, and we'll hear a little update next week all right so uh, with that we're not going to be in mark because i'm going to change things we're going to be in proverbs 31 and so would you stand with me i'm going to read just a few of the verses out of proverbs 31 the beginning the beginning front end and then the back end of this proverb mother's day 2023 you excel them all and i want to encourage this morning so proverbs 31 are you there Verse one: The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What my son, and what, what, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Verse twenty-five: Strength and honor are her clothing; she is her, she shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. And does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praises her. Many daughters have done well but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. How many of us would say amen to that one? (laughs) But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her. In the gates. So, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name for your blessing upon this time we have together. Lord, as we're celebrating Mother's Day, as we're looking at this passage, I pray you would encourage the moms. Please. We need encouragement more than ever, Lord. You know that. You see the world in which we're living. So, please, I ask by your Holy Spirit the things that I prepare, take them, break them fresh, feed us, Lord. We're hungry. We want to grow in our faith. and We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, please, bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I want to begin by uh, reading an email that I sent out this morning to our preaching prayer team, which I started about in February after reading a book. The first thing the book talked about was getting a preaching prayer team together. So there are 12 people, and if you're interested in being on that, I'd love it. Just email me, I'll put you on that prayer team. And I send out three or four emails a week And just asking for prayer concerning the word being taught and us being receptive to it, all those things. Because the word is central to what we do. It's the word of God, the spirit of God working through the word of God changes the people of God. So this morning, uh, I sent this out. Dear Preaching Prayer Team, if you get this before coming to church this morning, I would appreciate your prayers. As I was preparing for the Mark study yesterday afternoon, I had a change of direction. I trust from the Holy Spirit to do a special Mother's Day message this morning. The message will be from Proverbs 31, you excel them all. It is on my heart to encourage the moms, but not just the moms, but all the women who will be listening. This is a great challenge because of how much pain and heartache there is in this broken world. Certainly I, in and of myself, am inadequate to meet even the smallest of the needs among us. So I'd ask prayer that the God of all comfort will anoint and bless the word this morning. That he will pour out the of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit of God, and breathe life and love and hope and healing through the word of God. And I said, thank you. So in our Sunday morning verse-by-verse study through the Gospel of Mark, our next passage, which is what I was preparing for, Mark 6, is when King Herod beheaded John the Baptist at the request of his hateful, adulterous wife, Herodias, who had her teenage daughter... The mom had her daughter, Salome, dance sensually before the king, who was actually her unlawful husband, King Herod, and thereby get the Baptist she hated uh, executed. It's not exactly a Mother's Day message. (laughs) Now, here's an interesting thing that happened to me. Six years ago, Mother's Day was on the exact same date, May 14th, 2017. Get this. At that time, we were doing a series called Come Follow Jesus. Many of you might remember that. Which we were combining the four gospel accounts and then studying them in chronological order through them. Ironically, and this just blew my mind, ironically, we're on the exact same passage John the Baptist's murder found in Mark 6, Matthew 14, and Luke chapter 9. And so (laughs) this morning, this special day, calls for a special message for some special people. Would you say amen? And that is the moms, the women among us. The Lord would encourage you in his love. He values you for who you are. He will reward you for what you do. So I say today we thank you and honor you and praise you, just as Proverbs tells us. Thank you for living your life, not only for your children, but for the countless number of other people that your life is touching. Thank you, Charlotte, my wife and the mother of our six children. Thank you to Danielle and Rachel, the mothers of our six grandchildren. As for me, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Here's what I would say very simply. Moms rock. Grandmas rock. Great-grandmas rock. Great-great-great-grandmas rock. And I think by that time they're under the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you were not here six years ago, I'd like to introduce you to my mom as my way, and I think the very best way that I can possibly speak about honoring moms, great grandmas, and all that. I love my mom. I miss my mom. She was a virtuous woman. She was faithful to every relationship she ever had. There are two two things that I wish were true today. Number one, that I had spent a lot more time getting to know and appreciate my mom. And secondly, that you could have met her because I know she would have blessed your life. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Now, with this, I realize us men would rather skip the wistful stuff. But this morning, in honoring all women, I know they love this stuff. In other words, I'm sharing a little personally from some pictures and just my own little journey with my mom this morning. So, men grin and bear it. (laughs) Eleanor Louise Perry was born January 17, 1928. Her mom died giving birth when she was 30 years old. My mom was just six. She and her three brothers were all separated from each other and raised by different relatives. My mom by an overbearing and extremely strict aunt. My mom grew up going to church. It was a non-negotiable with Aunt Jenny. Because of that, my mom knew from an early age the Lord. No matter what's going on, get them to church. My mom met her fiance at a Christian camp, and they were married on June 19, 1948. She was 20. Her husband, my dad, Kendall Richard Day, was 21. My mom gave birth to her first child, a daughter, my sister Connie, on July 1st, 1949. And then another daughter, Priscilla, a son, that's me, and two other daughters, Patty and Karen, five children in seven years. Now, what happened was my mom and dad had two daughters, they had me, and then they tried to get me a son. After two more daughters, they said, we're done. My mom celebrated the arrival of her first granddaughter, Trish, on December 19, 1968. She would have something like, I think, 14 grandchildren and 20 great-grandchildren. My mom also knew the pain that a mother's heart learns to embrace. For years, she did not know if her oldest runaway daughter, my oldest sister, was dead or alive. Her first two grandchildren were taken away from her daughter, my oldest sister. Her parental rights were terminated. My mom was able to keep in touch with the adoptive family of one, but for decades did not know whatever happened to her other granddaughter, some guessed that she had died. My mom was devastated when one of her grandsons was murdered at 21 years old. She was devastated to find out her her granddaughter had been repeatedly molested. Her mother's heart was broken innumerable, innumerable times as she would hear of her children and grandchildren bad decisions some choosing to walk away from the Lord. For others, failed marriages and broken homes. Still another locked away in prison for several years. And then others living on the streets, wasted in addictions. And on went her list of heartaches. She rarely talked about it and was never looking for pity from others. As best as she could, she looked in prayer to God. Sadly, you dear moms, these kind of things are etched into your heartache list. Thankfully, there is a throne of grace where we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Through all the sadness in her mommy's heart, my mom endured as seeing him was invisible. She learned to know, and in and through the pain, the embrace of the love of God for herself. And through her prayers of faith that hope that same embrace would reach out to those that she loved. Now, I was not close to my family, my choice. When I reached my teen years, I spent very little time with them. It was not until eight years ago, at the ripe old age of 62, boy, eight years has flown by, when our son Trevor with his wife Danielle and our first grandson Merrick moved to Texas. And at that time, as I'm driving down to Texas in the U-Haul with my sons, I was curious to know what my mom and dad were feeling as far as missing me when I left home. Missing their grandchildren because we lived completely opposite sides of of our country. Now, they would never be ones to let you know about it. They were very unassuming, easy to be with servants at heart. What I've come to finally realize is that in my heart, I'm close to them. Why? Why? because my mom and dad raised me in a godly home. They gave me an incredible foundation on which to build my life that I didn't even realize. Though at times, I didn't know it. It reinforced what became a truth of mine for many years now. When it's all said and done, it comes down to family. Those people who have shaped our lives by their love and acceptance of us. It is those people that we laugh with, cry with, and that we can just be with. So, for this morning, for me, here's to you, Mom. I look forward to joining you in that heavenly kingdom. I'm looking for that city which has foundations and builder, whose maker is God. Here's to you, Mom. Thank you for loving me. I was not an easy one to love. <laughs> I'm going to do my best to live my life and follow my mom's example. So as I honor and praise my mom, my hope would be that you would be able to do the same in your heart this morning. However, I realize that Mother's Day can be a very painful day for some. For that, I'm very sorry. We are very sorry. It is my hope that you will be comforted. That you will know that you are not alone. And that you are deeply loved and valued by our heavenly father, God. That's my hope. So as we peruse Proverbs 31, I'll be attributing these in a general way and a real overview flyover. To all the moms, but also to all the women here knowing full well that we are all a work in process. And through these things, and though these things may be impossible for us, nothing is impossible for God. I believe that all these attributes are like seeds that are latent in a woman's heart. And as they are watered by the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, as they're watered by, if married, a loving husband, as they're watered by the love and praise of their children, as we read in Proverbs 31, as they're nurtured by the love of friends, that what happens uniquely is the beauty of God's image blossoms in ways that God never designed a man to blossom. God has so designed womanhood. The tragedy of sin entering the world is that it disfigured all of us. The image and glory of the invisible God begins to shine through his love and forgiveness and healing and hope in the relationships that we have here on earth. And so moms, may the Lord encourage you this morning in knowing that he is at work in you to will and to do of what pleases him, and he will complete the work that he's begun. So a proverb means instead of words, proverb. It's a short statement that summarizes a wise principle. Or it's a proverb, it's a short sentence drawn from long experience. The person who wrote most of them is King Solomon, a son of King David. But this proverb, number 31, is in praise of women. 50 plus times female pronouns are used throughout. So in the eyes of God, you are wonderfully made, beautifully beautiful beyond description and to be praised by all. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And not only that, every person who ever came into this world came through a woman. No matter what they might tell you today. That's how we all got here. God's design. Proverbs 1, uh, Psalm 139, for you form my inward parts, you cover me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. In fact, I would say that were men, have to, would, were men having to go through childbirth, the human race probably wouldn't got past Cain. And not only that, it was through a woman that our Savior came into the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. It was through a young girl named Mary who conceived of the Holy Spirit that the Son of God was born into this world. It was through the seed of the woman that Jesus came To right the wrong, to redeem our souls, and provide for the reconciling of our lives back to God, to restore again the splendor of God's original creation. When God made man in his own image, in the image of God, he made them, male and female, he made them. It was to restore that which Satan insidiously and continually seeks to obliterate to this day. All the perverted gender and sexual confusion that our children face today is tragic and it's evil. It wipes out the understanding of the beauty of womanhood that God himself has designed and that God himself bestows upon every woman, daughter, wife, mother, grandmother, and right down the line. And so, again, we thank God for the love you women have And have displayed in our lives. And I would say the same for the church. I would say that you are the backbone of the Chalpher Chapel South family. It's you women. So, here are some thoughts that I hope will encourage you this morning. I would begin by saying thank you for carefully asking the important and difficult questions. Please, keep asking them. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. King Lemuel is probably a pet name of Bathsheba for her son Solomon. Over and over in Proverbs, we've heard from dad. Now we're hearing from mom. It's only fitting because both play key roles in the shaping of our children's character and direction. But of all the Proverbs written, Proverbs 31 is overwhelmingly referred to more than all. Husband says, I know you are having a lot of trouble with the baby. But keep in mind, please dear, keep in mind, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. You know what the husband said? Excuse me, the wife said to her husband? How about taking over the world for a few hours while I go shopping? <laughs> he says the utterance, which is the prophetic, it's, a, it's the word of God, it's prophetic in nature, it's God speaking. So I say, please, thank you for carefully asking the questions, and please keep telling us what God says. What my son, question, what, And what son of my womb? Question. And what son of my words? Asking the tough questions, but as you do gently, sensitively. Whereas the dad says, I brought you into the world, I can take you out. (laughs) See, you moms, you women, have built in to ask these tough questions with sensitivity. Discernment, And there's a special place in the heart of our ch- children for their mom to ask them. Son of my womb, son of my vows. Hannah made a vow to the Lord. Remember that? In 1 Samuel, then she made a vow. Said, now, now Hannah had been aching to have a child. Over the years, just aching. Crying out to God. And the, her womb was closed. So we read in Samuel First Samuel 1, then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, and I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no rage upon come on his head. And God answered her prayer after she's agonizing. I don't know how all that stuff works, because I know some of you are agonizing this morning about having a child, being able to get pregnant. Chuck Smith's mom made a similar vow in her life. When praying for the Lord to heal her dying daughter, she promised the Lord she would give her life to him. Later, she prayed that she would fulfill that vow through her son, Chuck. It was years later, after Pastor Chuck was many years down the road in ministry... He had decided to go in rather than be a brain surgeon to be a pastor because the Lord said to him, You can heal them physically temporarily, but you can also be involved in the healing of people's lives for eternity. And Chuck took the, he he went into the ministry because of that. But it was years later, after that, that his mom told him that she had made that vow for his life, and that's what happened. Secondly, thank you for not giving up and praying. Please keep praying. Again in Proverbs, do not give your strength to women nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Keep praying for their freedom from sexual immorality. You keep praying. Don't stop. The devil wants to take away this whole thing called prayer and believing God and trusting God because it's something as we come to pray, that's we're just talking to God. It seems so like it's not doing anything. It's doing a lot. You keep praying. Fornication, adultery, pornography, all this, all this sexual sin has destroyed the strongest of sons and daughters. Read Proverbs 5, read Proverbs 7. There are women and men who are out to steal our children's strength, to steal and destroy their lives through this area of sexual immorality. You keep praying, moms. We thank you for praying. Keep praying for their freedom from sexual immorality. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine. Are you with me? Proverbs 31, 4. Nor for princes intoxicating drink. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. So not only keep praying for their, and these are two huge areas that are inundating our culture, our families in destruction and pain and heartache and death. You keep praying for their freedom from sexual morality, but you keep praying for their freedom from substance abuse. As you well know, it robs them of their ability to judge clearly and correctly. As you well know, it takes control and shows no mercy. It's not for you, O Lemuel. It's not for you, my son, my daughter. Moms, dads, please take to heart the unknown future of your child. You don't know what they'll be able to handle. You don't know what weakness will begin to manifest itself in your child's life. So please be wise as to your manner of life. Particularly as in regards to anything that the devil may be able to take advantage of in the future years of your child. Verse 8, open your mouth for the speechless in the court cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor need. Keep praying for their obedience to God's word and how they choose to live their lives or how they might choose to continue their lives through repentance and faith in Christ. Keep praying. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? Keep praying for their obedience to God in marriage and in family. God has a plan very clearly. God has a—he's uh, given us what he, what, how he designed the marriage relationship and the family. It's not the impossibility of finding a virtuous wife. Rather, in finding a virtuous wife, you have found something very valuable. Really fine rubies are so rare. That they are worth more carrot for carrot than diamonds. Her f- worth is far above rubies. Nature has given the ruby an incomparable color. Ruby, so distinctive in color, has a name and classification entirely to itself. The color is so well known that ruby red has become a descriptive term for that hue which has the slightest tinge of blue blended with deep carmine red. Her worth is far above rubies. So this, re- this verse is the reason that my wife Charlotte's wedding ring is a ruby. When I was looking for a ruby for her ring, I found a gemologist who could help me know what I was looking for. As far as I could tell, there was no difference in the stones I was looking at. But this gemologist, Knew what he was looking for. It takes a person with a trained eye to understand and see value. Husbands, are you training your eye to see the value of the wife God has given you? Praise her. Proverbs 18, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs 19, houses and riches are an inheritance from, the, from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Now, I know this is Mother's Day and I want to be positive and I want to be encouraging, but I think this is a needed word. To you men, it is never acceptable to be calling your wife derogatory, insulting, and belittling names. It is never acceptable for you to go off on your wife verbally, vomiting out your filthy language all over her, and then in your arrogance telling her to clean it up. Never acceptable. God help us. God help you. It's time to grow up. Maybe the greatest Mother's Day gift you can give to your wife is an apology. And then following that by not doing it, by getting help if need be, for your sake, for your marriage's sake, for your children's sake, and for the generations to come from your family. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Colossians, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Another thank you for being conti- and a continual addition to our lives. Not a subtraction, an addition. The heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. Thank you for being constantly attentive and taking care of us. That's the heart of a mom. You work hard and willing in your love, and you will gladly work very hard. She is like the merchant ship; she brings her food from afar, like the come and go and bringing the necessities, going far and wide to find good deals. Yeah, but the husband says, "Yeah, but not any deal, just the good ones." <laughs> she also rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it. From her her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Your greatest strength is your weakness in this, empathy and compassion. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. Always aware, thank you, always aware of other people's hurts and needs and meeting them. Do you know that 90% of all greeting cards purchased are purchased by women? 90%. They're always wanting to find ways of encouraging those around them. Thank you. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and, pur- and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Thank you for standing with us sight unseen. There. Now I think it's interesting that while she is staying up late, working like crazy, running here and r- running there, her husband is sitting in the gate. She makes fine linen and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Here's what I would say. Thank you for being the real deal with God. That what you are outwardly is a reflection of what you are inwardly. Strong, honorable, joyful, wise and kind, faithful and industrious. So in saying these things, I hope it's you. but there are this, those mixtures of the joys and the heartaches of women and womanhood. Now, I'm going to share a few. They're not, I'm, deliberately, they're not in any kind of order because life never has a set order. They just come. We bless you and praise you. To you who gave birth to your first child, we celebrate with you. I'll tell you, when we had our first son, it changed my life forever. That's what it's like. It's a gift from God, a blessing from the Lord. But to you who lost a child, we cry with you. And forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make things harder. To you who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains with honor, we appreciate you. Do you have experienced loss through miscarriage, failed adoption, or a runaway child? We weep with you and we're praying for you. And I would say in all these things, We have a prayer bowl here. If you'll give us your prayers, we'll pray for you. Specifically. Regularly. To you who walk the hard path of infertility. Fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment. We want to pray for you. We are praying for some already that made it into our prayer bowl. That God will bless you in opening the womb but also bless you with patience and perseverance as to what he's doing. We're praying for you. To you who are foster moms, our mentor moms, spiritual moms, listen, we need you. They need you. To you who have warm, close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. But to you who have disappointment and heartache, you're distant from your children. We want to sit with you. We want to pray for you. We want to hope for you. And we're doing that for many, many in our church today. To you who lost your mom, we grieve with you. To you who have experienced abuse at the hands of your mom, or your dad. As best we can, we acknowledge your experience. We hear your pain, and we want to pray for your healing. To you who live through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are so much more the better for having you. Front seat. To you who have a board of the child, We remember them, and we ask for God's grace for you as you remember them. Forgive us when we say foolish things we don't mean to make it worse. To you who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we pray that though your life has not turned out the way you picture, that you will be strengthened with might in the inner woman. That you will comprehend the width and length and depth and height. That you will know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. The love that will never give up on you. And never leave you behind. That will continue to work in your life through these circumstances. He will help you, head you up behind him before. He will lay his hand upon you. That he will do those things. That he will calm the storms and give you peace. That his ways will still and his grace will guide. To you step-parents... We pray that for God's wisdom in navigating these complexities. To you who envisioned lavishing love on your grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be. We pray God's peace in lifting up his countenance upon you and giving you peace. To you who will be empty nesters, we pray your best years are yet before you. To you who placed a child up for adoption, we commend you for working through the decision. We remember how you hold that child still in your heart and will in prayer and asking God's blessing on their lives. And you who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, We anticipate with you what God has for you. When my mom at 75 years old and then my dad at 78 went to be with Jesus, I was the executor of their meager estate. They never had big paying jobs, were never an extravagant couple. They lived simply and were always as generous as they could be with all their children and their children's children. So there was very little to sort through. But as I was going through their stuff, I came across a couple of diaries my mom wrote between 1983 and 1998. Much of it was very unexciting, boring, (laughs) day-to-day things. But a couple of the things I found are more precious to me than anything material they could have ever given me. When I left New York, I left their home where they had been staying I didn't tell them I was going to California, but I I was going there to get right with God. I couldn't even tell them that. I just wanted to get out of there. I left them, but I had no idea, no idea that my mom cried herself to sleep several nights after. She was not one to show affection outwardly. I was blind to how much she loved and appreciated my dad through these diaries. I found beautiful confirmation of my mother's prayer life. She finished every entry with a written prayer, and I know that my life was turned around and rescued from the snares of the devil because of the prayers of my mom. You keep praying, moms. My mom lived to see her son, that's me, returned from my prodigal living. My mom lived to find out 20-plus years later That her lost granddaughter, she thought was dead, was alive. And she was married to a godly man in Texas with her own family, and it was flourishing. My mom understood that many things were beyond her, but not beyond God. My mom knew she was far from perfect, but continued to grow in her faith in her hope, and in her love. I was honored to preside over my mom's memorial. It was attended by just a few people, very few, mostly family. I know that her devotion to living her life for God, when her time was up, she was ready. She had lived her life as best as she could, ushered into the presence of God with Jesus himself, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And she did. Could I have the worship team come up? So mom, moms, we thank thank God for you. Today we're celebrating Mother's Day. You are a very special person to God. A very special person to us. Her children will rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own words praise her in the gate. So, moms, we bless you. We praise you as the very least thing we could do this morning. Back to you. The fruit of all these things because of who you are and what God's called you to do. So today is Mother's Day. We honor and praise all the moms, but I would say the women womanhood among us from generation to generation. We are thankful for the riches of God's blessing given to us through all of you. So moms, you stay seated, but I would say the rest of us, let's rise up and thank God. Our moms, thank our women this morning together. Let's hear it.